Fridays, we just uh, trip the light fantango. We got, let's get some emails. Four emails, though. Let us do just a little Marshall and uh, encourage you to try to maybe want to buy some of the things we sell. What do you want to talk about here, Patrick? What haven't we spoken about lately? Oh, this would be a good one. Because this is still on sale. Well, what a concept. Yeah, I think we have two or three more days of sale of these great Shaga and Rishi from Sir Thrival. Listen to Daniel. Daniel Vitalis talks about his two premier medicinal mushroom products, Shaga and Rishi. Because Reishi and Chaga are considered not just adaptogens, but they're also considered immunomodulators, they're safe for daily consumption for a lifetime. There's a lot of herbs, as you know, Patrick, a lot of herbs are not that way. So many medicinal herbs are are meant to be used for short periods of time, but there are those few that can be used daily forever, and medicinal mushrooms are that way. So these would be called the tonic tonic herbs. Yep, they're essentially tonic, but if we wanted to get even more specific, they're adaptogenic. I feel like we've set a new standard, and it's going to, we raise the bar, but, uh, but check it out, see where the bar's been risen to. You can learn more about these great medicinal mushroom products on Daniel's site. Tonic herbs, adaptogens, dual extraction, fruit bodies, and they're tonics and can be used every day. Modulates the immune system. Shaga and Rishi, special Myron Glass from Sir Thrival on OneRadioNetwork.com. Yeah, just a few more days. If you'd like to try them, I, I enjoy them a lot. And as my budget allows, I get them. And I take these puppies because you can take them every day. Really, really nice immune builders and just you feel better. I, and you can take Rishi before bedtime. They actually help you uh, uh, chill out a bit. Rishi is such a wonderful. Uh, and uh, so they're very good price now. 20% off on all mushroom extracts right now from survival links on oneradionetwork.com here's the promo code you got it ready adapt now adapt now 20% off shaga and rishi on survival wonderful mushrooms he really does a great job with them too from survival adapt 20 Oh, I'm sorry, Adapt Now, OneRadioNetwork.com, and a Sir Thrival link. A few months back, we uh, purchased an Air Doctor, and this is a great little unit uh, that's just, uh, just terrific, just terrific, just terrific. It's, it's about uh, the size, maybe a big uh, um, tower kind of computer, not too much bigger than that. And it's quite quiet, very quiet, very quiet. And it's just an intelligent little bean. Looks like R2-D2, really. If you can see the picture, if you're listening on audio, you can, you can click on the website, One Radio Network, and, and get yourself one. Get rid of organic chemicals floating around, gases, ozone, um, toxic ozone, particles, and a lot of different things from the air, pollens and things like that if you're sensitive. And it's just a terrific thing. Uh, it, will, uh, it will speed up a little bit when you... Uh, I cooked some of... I cooked, I cooked some of... I uh, toasted some of 
uh, uh, Bridget of uh, Florida's Bread last night in a toaster oven. This is what I actually had for dinner. I had some bone broth from the farmer's market and um, and bread. That was it. Bread and water. And uh, and that thing it was smoking a bit because I cooked it a little bit. And this little thing turns on and just says, okay, there's some smoke and some things there I'm going to get rid of. And it's just and very intelligent. And then before you know it, it just goes, Psh. And then it turns down to his regular speed. Now, how do you even figure out how it knows how to do that? Well, with computers these days, you know, it's just a great unit. I think no, regardless of where you live, home, apartment, country, uh, why not? I mean, we don't know what's out there in the air. Frankly, I, don't, I think it's just fine like it is, but it's fun. <laughs> it's just, you know, we trust God and we tie our camel, and I tie my camel with stuff like this because I do. Because it's just fun to have around the house, you know. It's my little R2-D2. And it really is quite quite an interesting unit, all computerized. It's called the Air Doctor on the front page of One Radio Network. Com. Previously with Dr. Rulin Chu about her product called Pearlseum. So let's talk about the teeth first. Explain to me what's going on because there's something magical when you dip your little toothbrush in water. Why do they look so sparkly and just, I don't know, something very energetically about the, the look of them. Yeah, it's uh, very, very magical. So like a group of scientists in uh, France discovered that when you put the pearl next to the bones or uh, skins or other connective tissues, and they find it stimulates new growth of the bones and skins and connective tissues, and also uh, to make existing bones and the skins uh, more healthy and stronger. So brush your teeth with the pearl, then your teeth will make your existing teeth stronger and also it will fitting up, you know, teeth with the porcium and the pearl powder will stimulate the new bone growth and also make the existing teeth very strong. It's really a great product. You'll love it. Take it internally or on your teeth and you can click an order, see the ad right there, Pearlseum, the nice green container, Pearlseum, on OneRadioNetwork.com. Okay, who's in charge here? Um, <laughs> the green container right now does not exist because they're just coming in from the Pearl Place where they make their little pearls in a couple of lakes in China that Dr. Shu's family tends to. Pretty cool. But um, you can get the capsules, and if you'd like to try it, go ahead and get yourself some capsules. Get one or two bottles, and you just break them open and dump them on your toothbrush. But then also, you're going to have the capsules to take internally. Now, if you like Dr. Pete, as I do, he is a big fan of calcium. He believes that we kind of need more calcium, most of us, which is why he drinks milk and recommends cheese and um, calcium from greens, collards and things like that, calcium. But especially milk, cottage cheese he likes. And calcium is incredibly important and it'll help you to relax and also for the bones, of course, but 
what happened was is that many years ago when people start really studying calcium and how we could use some more I don't know maybe we just didn't need enough greens or you know they made milk a dangerous food they whoever they are uh, then they start selling calcium remember 20 years ago 30 years ago and the calcium they start selling was not good Not good at all. It ended up in uh, one's arteries because it's from rocks and stuff like that. This calcium is from a once living source, which are pearls. The Dr. Shu worked out a way how to turn into a powder without messing up its cellular structure. And uh, goes to the bones, to the bones, to the bones. Now something happens to many people as they spend more time, if you believe in time, on this plane. Oftentimes, and I'm not sure exactly why, but many people believe that it's just a dietary thing um, that messes up with the alkaline balance and... and um, acid balance and stinking thinking and then the body tries to steal some calcium from the bones to balance out the blood. It's a pretty interesting conjecture, maybe true. And then from there, then what happens when people have spent more um, time on, on this plane um, if this happens, then they fall and they bust their hip. Happens all the time, right? Because that's a very weak spot. Why the body chooses to take it from there? I'm not sure. You would think it would just take it from a shin bone or something or a shoulder bone, but the hip. But that's where it takes it generally, and that's why folks who spent more time on this plane and uh, were not instructed on how to live a more natural, healthful lifestyle because who, who would know? They fall in the bathtub and they break their hip. Anyway, calcium, this, this calcium will go just where you want it and it's a very, very nice product to take internally as well as brush your teeth. Okay, well I did that one. Know the source on one Radio Network. Nerd the source. This is Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. So are we going to just keep going to... I don't, we don't have anything that you wanted to add of what things we, um, we think are real that are not. Is there going to be anything left? So I'm gonna, I'll end this part of it, but with um, here... is the most fun part. When I came to the awareness that my body was on this immovable plane, not spinning around the sun a couple months ago, it was a pretty profound experience. And I suspect because of what I was saying, that it was just some kind of energy 
image feeling subconscious that I never looked at that was lifted. And I, I felt it. And still do. I was lighter. Um, I felt more just anything's possible kind of thing. I was actually up a lot for three or four nights after, and this happened about halfway through those videos that we send out to people. So this was something that was building, of course, over many years. It wasn't just the videos. This was something, but I never really looked at it. You know, 10 years ago, somebody might say, you know, the earth is flat, and I go, sure. Like most people, and I understand that. I'm not criticizing you if you think it's round. I mean, why would you not? Why would you not? Everything you've been told, everything you've been shown in the movies, on television, on the internet, is that it's round. Now, why would you not think it's round? There's a globe in every classroom. It just makes sense. Well, it doesn't until you start thinking about it, then it doesn't make any sense. Nope. So it's, you know, these people who have been at this for a long time, oh, four, five hundred years, that's, that's, that's when the whole globe thing started. It's only about four or five hundred years old. Say, no, people always, no, no, no. Just the opposite. Ancient cultures knew. They just knew that the earth was, was a plane. They knew that the earth had a firmament, that it wasn't forever out of space. Look at all, look at, you know, do the, look at the Bible, look at the Bhagavad Gita, look at the Quran, look, Look at every, all of them. They all knew that there was a firmament, which is a some kind of a ceiling, almost like a dome that goes around Earth. They all talked about it since the beginning of time. This whole Earth thing is, globe thing is just, this is something new. It's only four or five hundred years. So why would those people know that? How would they, they had to have known it spiritually somehow or known it from a past, who knows? But they knew it. They knew it. So the people that came up with this according to the folks that study these things were Freemasons and Jesuits and other Nordy Wells, <laughs> rascals, that to this day are some of the people that control the money, the media, and everything. This is the way it works. So they were just concerned, as the story goes around the campfire, that you and I and our ancestors long ago, 500 years ago, we were just getting too smart for our britches. And we were becoming too evolved because we did the we were doing the free energy thing through uh, the ether through spirit, and we were getting that going. And they 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 threw that out. And they, according to the story, 
They got together and found guys like Einstein and Copernicus, paid them some bucks and said, come up with a theory called gravity, come up with a theory called this wound earth and let's sell it because, and so, and they've been doing it ever since. And so these are the people that really are controlling the World Economic Forum, uh, the United Nations, uh, NASA, uh, all the space agencies around the world, the UN, which is all people with the treaty for Antarctica so nobody can go there. I mean, it all just makes sense. Conspiracy? I don't know. Sure. Does it mean it's not right because two or more people are doing something? I don't think so. I think it makes it right. Uh, let's see. The wildfires have created smoke and air pollution across the U.S., or at least in the West, and even in Nebraska. Would the air doctor take out... Take a, Yeah, yeah, in all, totally. Believe me, if they would take out the air from my toaster oven... Now, if you're getting that smoke stuff in your house, absolutely. That's what it's there for. It detects it. It actually changes colors. It changes the fan positions. You're getting in Nebraska? Yow! Oh, that's right, the westerly winds, huh? I guess so. Also, you know, for those of you in Nebraska, I think Nebraska is supposedly the flattest state on the earth. I mean, isn't it? Like, people have actually done long-term measurements in, in Nebraska, and there's no curvature. How come? I don't know. Good morning, Patrick. This goes back a few years, maybe even four or five. Do you remember which guest was originally on your show discussing pressing, applying pressure on your jaw from the bottom up for a period of time each day to improve bone jaw structure and strengthen the dental health. Yeah. Actually, my, um, uh, it was. It was a, my chiropractor. I haven't seen him for a while. I've been doing so much stretching that I just haven't even thought about this fellow. My body's never felt better. Man, I just keep on stretching every day. More and more. You'd be surprised how much, how much flexibility you can get in your neck. And when you, just when you think you've gone far enough, you back the next day and, oh my goodness. You can do things with your neck like, whoa, what's up that about? And you know that all of the, the nerves from our little brain and it's all connected to our little body is all down the neck. And I think the more we loosen it up, uh, the healthier and healthier our little body is going to work, the better it's going to work. That area where all of the nerves go through is called the mouth of God. 
What does that tell you? Yeah, I've, I've had some experiences where I'm doing the stretching where, have you ever gone to a chiropractor where you get one of those adjustments? Quite a few of just like, well, you just gave yourself an adjustment. And I, in my opinion, when you do it yourself gently without a lot of force, it's just easing into it that you're, your neck, my opinion. I could be wrong. I'm not a chiropractor. Um, is that adjust to exactly where it wants to be? Chiropractors will probably tell you no because many of them, but not all of them, many of them would say, now you need me. No, you don't. Okay. Where was I? We got on to stretching. Oh, anyway, chiropractor. See, I got back there. Somehow I got back. So, he said, he told me that it would be a good idea that if you just take your thumbs and do, and press hard with all your might. You can actually feel the the uh, tooth seating in there a little bit better. I felt it. You can feel it. So I, yeah, the, the longer you spend on the, on this plane with all of the stuff going around, they may want to loosen up a little bit. So two or three times a week, just that's what that's what you're. Yeah, I do recall. Yeah. So that's, that was as simple as that. You don't um, need to find the show unless you, I, I, don't, I wouldn't have any idea where it is. No idea. It's about uh, noon. We'll go for another hour or so here. But I'd like to talk to some of you. We have lots of people listening on audio. Holy cow. I wonder if people on audio know that we're on video. Maybe they, they just want to move around. Then we have a few people on video too. So if you'd like to um, call the show and participate and say, hello, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com, but calling is 888-663-6386. I heard from Bridget in uh, Florida this morning. Oh, I'm so excited. She's showing me, yep. She's sending einkorn. Whoa. Einkorn. Einkorn wheat, an ancient wheat from um, Jovial Foods, bagels. Thank you, Bridge. She takes care of me. God love her. From Sheldon, no one can prove that God in no one can prove that God in whatever way you choose to name it, spirit, creator, awareness, sugmad, or anything else, and billions of people believe it does exist. What's the difference? Because you cannot prove something doesn't exist means it does not exist. Does it? Oh, you're talking about, yeah. 
I, I didn't see the subject of cow and a cop. Well, exactly. Exactly. On the spiritual level, yeah. But on the physical level, which viruses they claim to be, you have to prove it exists. Sheldon, I mean, you do. Right? I mean, you just can't, you just, you just can't get away with creating some substance like a vaccine because the measles virus is going to hurt your child without proving that the measles virus is dangerous, which is not. You've got to prove it. Otherwise, you can't get away with saying it. But they teach doctors that you can, you should, and it exists, and they just believe it. There is another thing. What's all made up? The entire medical community. A lot of good doctors, they go to school forever. 10, 12 years. You got to get put together, been in a wax, and then hope you don't happen, or get a make-believe knee or a metal hip or a new heart or something like that. They're the best in the world, right here, right here, right now. But other than that, they don't know what they're doing. Sorry. Take your life in your own hands if you go to some doctor and want them to tell you about your health. Hi, Patrick. Have you ever read the book Cry for Health by Jesse Sleeman? No. And it's a really good section on the smallpox and polio fiasco. Wow. I try to send some experts from the book on the fascinating history of smallpox. Also, the book Dr. Mary's Monkey is a great resource on polio vaccines. Yeah. Sorry, my ear itches. Yeah, we did a show, actually, with the whole, I think the lady that wrote the book years ago. You might look in our archives, Dr. Mary's Monkey. Yeah, it's all made up. But I'll check out Jesse Sleeman. I don't recall how I found you and your podcast several months ago. Oh, good. But I'm grateful I did. To have you appear regularly on my iPod is such a blessing. I listen to many podcasts. Some guys shout, most swear, and I'm often felt a feeling of impending doom. I know <laughs> I know of the evil out there is in the world. I, I want to be informed, but there are times when it just becomes so much to bear, I have to turn them off and take a break. Last night, once again, I, I awakened and the mind started running worry, futile, that is. I put on my headphones and listening to a random missed episode that you did in March. It was perfect. As often as happens, your voice soothed me and you're speaking 
of the Spirit reminding me that the world is out there and I am in here. I can choose. I can create my experience. I wish. And I went back to sleep. Whoa. Oh. I was raised by a dad who taught me to think for myself, to be 100% responsible for my life, my health. Most of all, that it was okay to be and think differently than others. He sure did. He also taught me to be aware of my surroundings, not to hide my head in the sand. Be alert. He taught me that government didn't care about me personally, that they will lie, cheat, and steal, control, and dominate a never-satisfied beast. He taught me well, and I have never loved him more than I did in 2020. It was like he was walking next to me the entire year, Perhaps he was. Oh, yeah. My dad taught me what wealth was, health and freedom, land on which to farm and raise livestock, gold, silver, precious metals, weapons to protect myself, my loved ones, and property. She's great. I know there's no virus. I remain unafraid. My job now is to stay healthy and strong in both mind and body, love and take care of my husband. When the time comes, I will be ready for that exactly. I don't know what. My hope is massive civil disobedience, nonviolent pushback, maskless shopping flash mobs. It might be, I might need to move elsewhere. I can work on becoming self-sufficient where there's more water, well water, raise chickens and rabbits, and grow a bigger garden. In the meantime, I keep posting vaccine warnings to face plant, and I do my best to expose the lie of the germ theory. I know I'm irritating to friends, and but I just do what I can. Who thought this up in the first place? It's such a joke. Well, we know who did, and you know, we're talking about these same people. They do, and they've been around, and you know, they're the whole Davos crowd, the people that want one world government and same crowd. The world bankers and the IMF and the, the globalist and they, the globalist, they just want to keep us all in the dark. Thanks for a great email. So grateful for you, Patrick. Oh. This is from H. I won't say her last name. so I don't know if it's an H or a boy or a girl. Well, Patrick, you have some pretty fine episodes in the past, but this particular episode, in my opinion, is superb. I have listened to it now three times in its entirety. The information that you provided, share with me, spoke to me intimately. Oh, March 24. Wow, this is a couple months old. I need constant reminder that the world out there is not my world. That the best way to deal with the madness in the world out there is to not to participate in it. It's not my reality unless I allow it to become my reality. There you go, girl or boy. You explained it so eloquently, indeed, that understanding is the only way that I will be able to survive this, whatever it is, I suspect that I will be listening to this episode many, many times. 
well, you're very kind. You know, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just out here learning like you are. Every day I wake up and say, whoa, what's going on? And God keeps giving me information. Hi there, hope you're well. Amanda here from the Outer Banks of North Carolina, really liking my sauna that I got from you about four months ago. Thank you. Love how it gets me hot so quickly. Well, thank you. First off, love your shows. This is Brian, and especially appreciate your smooth, seasoned, uh, probative, always positive, yet sometimes challenging approach to your interviews. The amount of health knowledge I've learned from your shows and guests has tripled since my listening three years back. Three years. And I was in the alternative health field for 20 years. And I'm a special education teacher. Oh. And work in Vietnam. Oh, man. And I went over to the Browns gas machine concerned about safe shipment to Vietnam. Oh, yeah. I forward this to uh, to George. So I think you're taken care of. I've been loving your show lately. You have stacked so many good guests. Everyone is a joy to listen to. Thank you. You're welcome. This is from a couple months ago. My partner showed me a post from Leela Sentner this morning that I attached below. Oh, we have to excuse the quality of the shot. Instagram refuses to let you see the post full screen. I've been struggling lately with the whole rumble of shedding the way I see it, to fall into paranoia or fear about it would not only be counterproductive, but also restart the past year in an odd way. So when you had Amanda Vollmer and Melissa Sellon, it was amazing to hear their views, as well as Jennifer Daniels. Yeah. So this morning when I saw the post got me thinking about the possibility that these changes that women are experiencing may be simply a sort of warning message hmm, of the fertility issues that seem to be surfacing. Wow, that's interesting. A vital and legitimate way of knowing the dangers we face. Curious. I always feel much more aware during menstruation like all the energies of the people and the plants and the animals, the moon and the stars and the sun are all screaming at me louder than usual. That's because they're closer than you think. It is not surprising to me that women screaming about their periods would be shaken off all too easily by the end the vaccine hesitancy warriors, but also not surprising to me 
that the damaged energies of those around us that have been inoculated with the experimental uh, jabs are jamming us up when we are in an energetic, sensitive state. Hmm. How long for folks to be more open to all the alternative ways of knowing? I'm really aware these days in awe of the intricacies of this reality we share, just how many systems are simultaneously working to allow these bodies to thrive and evolve. I was raised Christian, took a hiatus in college, vowed I would never believe in anything but science, started to turn into quite a NPR-loving liberal, but thankfully snapped out of that one. I'm glad you even made it out of there alive and I'm feeling more spiritually aware and attuned to God than I ever did during my religious years. I enjoyed hearing your thoughts of Jesus during the last open phone, wondering how you view the Bible. Oh, this is from Anne. Why this great? I've never heard from this lady before. Oh, I think the Bible is an incredible uh, book. I think it was obviously God-inspired. Not sure how many years ago that... um, um, it was written exactly. It was gone through many um, incarnations and many additions and subtractions, but certainly um, very profound teachings. And uh, the people, I don't know who these cats were, these cats, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and whoever, but, but they were tuned in to spirit as they perceived it and as they got it, so they downloaded info. And... Uh, obviously well worth um, reading, learning, knowing, and using as a guidance. Do you believe the historical record? You know, I'm not, I'm not um, uh, that much of a Bible person to really understand all the historical records, but I think you'll find that there's a lot of historical books like the Baghdad God. I never could say that. Baghdad Gita and the Quran and um, my my ancient texts, Shariat Ki Sugmad and the Bible and uh, other writings that are all real similar. So I think they all are coming from truth and they all just have a little bit different slant on it. I would just be... Um, you know, be cautious. You don't want to grab onto anything for sure until you, well, anything for sure, right? Anything. Do you believe it is a historical record, more of a metaphor, more of a metaphor allegory? Yes. Recently, I've been thinking of it in a legal framework sort of way. Would love to hear your thoughts as I have no clue I don't know how it fits into my current understanding of God and even history. Yeah, you know, um, I, I kind of view it all from a karmic perspective and that it's all karma and these things are all put in our, in our path as, as, you know, stumbling blocks and also things to um, navigate 
with grace and charm. And so, I kind of view the law and legality and governments as just another thing out there, like a mountain. It's interesting, not really real, but if I'm gonna climb up the mountains, I have to play by its rules and not fall off or I'll break my bones. And if you're gonna deal with uh, governments and live in a place that has a government, uh, for the moment, you gotta deal with their rules and their laws that they make up and uh, just do, them, do the best you can with them. The only real law I think you have to do, for sure, and even that's questionable, but don't try it at home, is to pay your taxes. I think you just pay your taxes, and that's pretty much it. Pay your taxes, you'll be fine. Just pay them. Pay them what, you know, just pay them. And <laughs> put a little love stamp on these puppies, and stop at stop signs, and don't go through red lights, and don't follow too closely in your car, and that's pretty much it. Other than that, all the other rules they make are just made up. And its taxes are made up too, but again, don't mess with it, because it's not worth it. They are unconstitutional, they are illegal, all of that, I know it, but you don't want to play around with that because you'll get hurt. Because they own the courts, and they own the laws, and they own. Yeah, just pay it. Hi Patrick, been thinking about you and Dr. Daniels raving all the time of how often benefits I'm getting from stretching. You guys have got me totally inspired to do that too. Okay, well go for it. I had no idea that just stretching is so beneficial. Oh yeah. I've often wondered what the benefit of yoga is about holding the posture or is it really about just stretching itself that gives the benefit? No, anyway, no hurry. I was curious. Uh, uh, do you follow YouTube? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, for yoga, I think it's really just about moving into the the areas that are tight, which is just really a, a spiritual kind of a construct that we've created and created tight. And you can just move through that and move into it as much as you can with the neck and the shoulders and the hamstrings. Move into it and breathe and move into it as much as you want, as long as you want. It doesn't matter. There's no rules. And just move around your body and work on all parts of your body, your shoulder, and do things with your arms and put them way back there and all of a sudden you'll feel like, man, that hurts. And if you want to, just dig in there and see how far back you can do it. I suspect that we can just all get into Mr. Loopy Tunes and just be Mr. Rubber Band. Um, You know, I don't follow any laws. I don't like rules. I don't like laws. I just get up and I just sit there and breathe a little bit and and just feel around and see what wants help. That's why I do it. I just really ask my body, all right, what do you need here? And it'll change from day to day. And I, I find that way you just kind of get what what wants the most help. And it'll it'll be out there that energy, you know, or that pain or that tightness will be of a higher level than the other one. So go for that one. Just go for the low-hanging fruit and just move into that and the next day may be something else. And I think that's, for me, that's the the finest way to do it because you're really going into the order that your body wants to. The body's incredibly brilliant because the body 
is tied into soul, who you and I are, and we're omniscient. I know we don't act like it all the time, but we know it all, baby. Now, we, lots of times we, we actually know, act like we know it all, and we don't, because we all have done that, but you know what I mean, we do know it all. Any breathing techniques? No, just keep breathing. Don't hold your breath. Don't hold your breath. Any equipment? Um, I recently bought some kind of uh, straps you stretch. You put your foot up and stretch, but I've never used them, and I've had them too much, so I'll get to them when the time is right. I do that with things. Sometimes I buy them. But uh, there's all kinds of contraptions you can buy, but I would start with just stretching and You'll be surprised how much fun it is and how much you'll learn. I wrote this uh, email to Dr. Cowan last month. I said, can a substance be created in a lab that they call a virus, be put in an air or injected, and then spread to others through breathing out and in? The basic germ theory. He writes back, nope. One word. We talked quite a bit about it at the end of this last session we had with Cowan and Kaufman on one radio network on BitChute and also on the front page audio. And they make some really good points. Is that if there was some biological weapon as being claimed by almost all the politicians now, and I believe that they're just blaming China on this thing and calling it the CCP virus and the Delta variant and all this nonsense because they know that the whole virus germ theory is a scam and they're just blaming it on China. And as Dr. Cowan said on this last show, on what was it, Wednesday, China's just the patsy. He, they're just the patsy, and I agree. They're, it just doesn't work like that. You just can't spread stuff up and... and People, you know, these poisons have got a living, you know, it just doesn't work like that. Somebody put a, a video on our Telegram. By the way, if you'd like to join our Telegram group, we had a great group uh, growing every day. Front page one radio network, top of the page, you'll see the Telegram. Click on there and join, and you can post stuff and comment and stuff. Somebody put a a video up from Bright, Brighton, Mike Adams thing. Red alert. Aerosol, skin penetrating nanoparticles, spike proteins, attack, vector, confirmed. Really? You know, I do everything I can 
not to speak poorly of anybody. You know that. I just don't believe in it. It's not my job. But Adams is out there in the media spreading nonsense and he needs to be called out on it because it affects you, who I love. I love him too, but he's Looney Tunes sometimes. I don't look at any of Bright Neon stuff because he just stretches the, there's no been confirmed aerosol, red alert, spraying skin penetrating nanoparticles? Come on. Really? Okay. Where are all the dead people? Where are all the sick people? You know, it's just. Grow up, Mike. Azulina. Well, that's a great name. New listener in Canada. Azulina. I found about your program. About found out about your program from a CD with an old radio program interview with Dr. Holda Clark. My goodness. That was 10 years ago we interviewed Dr. Clark, wasn't it? She was a trip. So glad to have found your program now. I'm having trouble streaming the radio program. A lot of cuts through your talk. I just heard you actually view it not been able to find the proper source for viewing it. Okay. So, yeah, it's it's on the same place, my dear. Same place. I'm going to send it to her right now. OneRadioNetwork.com Oftentimes people do have some issues from time to time hearing the show. Let me Let me let her know here. New listener will take good care of her, right? Play button, top right, for audio and video stream, center of the website. Azalina, it's a great name. Azalina, isn't that funny how she found us through a A CD of Hola Clark. Remember when we had her on? Kansas is the flattest state. Is it really? Oh, I heard that on one of the terra firma non-spinning videos. They're flat as state. I'll be. Lynn, who's taking notes today, she says, I don't remember if it was Dr. Vi- Daniel Vitalis or maybe David Wolf that said it, but whoever it was doesn't agree with Dr. Pete about needing to take a lot of calcium. Oh, but one of them did say that if a person needed to take calcium, that calcium is the only form of calcium they would take because it's from a living source. That was David Wolf. Thanks for remembering. That was David Wolf. By the way, David's going to come back on 
in a couple weeks. I can't wait. He's a flat earther. Yeah, he's been one forever. David was the first, first person I remember years ago that said that uh, no way they didn't go to the they didn't go to the moon just no way and of course they're not they're not there's no way think about this in 1969 I remember the night it was June 19th or 20th they claimed to walk on the moon and there was Walter Cronkite and they said, we're going to show you pictures at this time and everybody turned, you know. And so they have pictures and they show the thing coming down. Of course, they don't show you who had the camera. Of the module coming down or who was taking the picture of Armstrong's foot going on the earth. They don't tell you about that. The whole thing was such a hokey. But I kind of knew the, the jig was up at the time a little bit because I looked at the, what got me first was the spacesuits. Because you look at these things and they look like, no. And then plus there wasn't any exhaust and I didn't really understand how that was and I didn't really, anyway. But what really got me thinking, here we were in 1969 we were getting the pictures, think about it, we were getting the pictures on our television from an antenna on our roof in St. Louis that was picking up it from a tower maybe 50 miles away or however, 25 miles away, a TV antenna. And, you know, when we had rough weather sometimes, you know, my dad or I or somebody would climb up there and we'd have somebody at the window and we'd move it around to get the picture in clear because the antenna would move. Think about that. A storm. But they were able to get, this was in 69, they were able to get sound, clear sound, and pictures clear from the moon. And how, how far does NASA, does NASA say it's away? I should know that. It's not, but how far away is the moon? See, if you just Google it or DuckDuckGo it from Earth, you're going to get the NASA version, so you don't have to worry. You're not going to get the flatter, oh, NASA space, and yeah. The moon is an average of 238,000 miles away. which is about 30 Earths away. What do they mean? Two hundred and thirty-eight thousand miles away. So, 60 years ago or whatever, they had the technology to broadcast cameras, and I don't even know where the camera was, but can't ask these kind of questions, uh, on some dudes theoretically jumping around on the earth playing golf with a rover that or was the rover two hundred thirty eight thousand miles away 
when our, not, I don't have one, but when your iPhone is a more powerful computer, this is true, check it out. Your iPhone today is a more powerful computer than what they had in computers in 1969. That alone will tell you that thing never happened. Just didn't. Then you've got the Van Allen belt and now we know that the Earth is, the moon is not even solid. It's just plasma. It's just a light. It's just a light beam. It's a spiritual entity. It's a soul that really affects us. So those of you into astrology, if you get into the whole flat Earth thing, you're going to be surprised that it's even more powerful than you think because these planets are nowhere near what they say they are. Theirs is not too one. Moon is not 238,000 miles away. It just isn't. The firmament is only about, I don't, I should know this. Is it 95 miles? I could, I could duck that go it, but I'm sure the right thing is not going to come in. Let's see. Let's see if it comes. Let's see what your word will take you here. Hi, how, how high? This will be fun. How high? Isn't Earth a fun place to be? How high is the firmament? I wonder what they're going to, where they'll take you. Doodle, doodle. Oh, they actually, now, you got to be careful. The Flat Earth Society is uh, fake news. I don't know how high. But anyway, I won't go into it now. The sun is only 3,000 miles away, according to these people that study this stuff. 3,000. And NASA says it's 93 million. 93 million, 3,000. So the moon is probably similar height. Up to check. And a similar shape because you can actually see the total eclipse of the sun. Like Carly Simon song. You're so vain. Remember that? I remember these lines from these movies. It's like, duh. The total eclipse of the... Oh, you probably... What was the line? You probably want to so-and-so to Kathmandu to see the total eclipse of the sun. Congratulations on another great week with the Cowan and Kaufman team. These two guys are some of the coolest individuals <laughs> today. Their humility and genuine demeanor are undoubtedly what I find engaging. After listening to uh, Dr. Pete this week, do you think he is simply stuck in the old paradigm or what he referred to when discussing disease processes merit? I've been through that. I already got talked about that this morning. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I'm not sure. I just know for me, I can only tell you what I know from a spiritual perspective 
and I think Dr. Pete's the coolest guy on the planet. But I don't think I can catch anything. I just don't think I do. I don't think we do. Just in me, I could be wrong. But just not my experience. I did find it so interesting after reading through various comments posted in the show notes how you have been complimented and condemned in the same breath. Oh, it happens. It comes with the territory. I likened it to people who will accept the Gulf of Tonkin incident never occurred yet do not recognize that parallels between the false flag and September 11th, 2001 or what they still accept, or they still will accept a COVID narrative is accurate. Whether the virus comes from a bat, was made in a lab, or they will accept that the COVID and the germ theory are a hoax, but the concept of geocentric earth plane is ridiculous to them. I understand. In many ways, the ob- observer, obser- observational aspects of the Earth not being a rotating orbital spheroid is one of the easiest we can make. Water, which comprises 70% of the Earth, its surface, speaks to this reality. Water at rest does not curve. I know. Just in curve. And bodies of water, regardless of size, requires a container. <clears throat> it's really that simple. You just have to have the water contained. I'm with you, trust. I am with you that once accepted as part of one's consciousness, flat earth changes something deeply internal within their soul and becomes the big potato they think about daily. Interesting, the big potato. Oh, he's that term. Oh, because I brought that up with Santos Bonacci. I said something like to Santos, I said, oh, you mean so a lot of this flat earth stuff is really just small potatoes. And he said, no, he said, it's the big potato. Next time we'll get on, we'll talk more about it. But I think he's right. Let's see, we have... Let's see. What do we got going on? Ooh. Dave Murphy is going to be here next Tuesday. Dave Murphy is a real fascinating flat earther out of the UK. Melissa Sell, who's not a germ theory gal, and she is... a German new medicine lady who is totally into the idea that we create all of these diseases through the way we think, trauma, and challenges that we buy into as real and worry. Dr. Jennifer Daniels, next Monday. Man, we got quite a good week. Who else? We're going to have somebody else, too. I'll do something. Oh, I'll do something Wednesday. Yeah. I think I'm going to just start doing Wednesdays and Fridays. I like hearing myself talk. Sorry. Uh, do, you, do you guys, you guys, 
can't believe I said that. Do you guys know uh, Crow 777? Well, I'll tell you what, the old throat gets dry when you talk a lot. Crow 777 is going to be here on the 5th of October. And I believe David Wolf on the 6th, my last, well, we'll figure that out. Okay, more emails before we go. Getting through a lot of emails today. Oh, we were talking to uh, Ray Pete about dogs. And somebody uh, typed in, the ability of dogs to grasp language is never presented more clearly than when you meet a dog that doesn't speak English. I know, it's just hilarious, right? but understanding clearly his owner's speech in another line, sure. They, they, they hear the sound, they relate it to what the dog owner is communicating. Dogs don't speak English, dogs speak whatever you speak. It's all a spiritual connection with animals, with all the animals. Got nothing to do with language. I mean, I talked to Doodle, who's lying right here, like I would talk to any humanoid. That's just the way we talk, and she knows exactly what I'm saying. Everything. How do you figure that? How do you, you know, because it's just like talking to your deceased mom or dad, or deceased somebody or your favorite person in the world who lives a thousand miles away in their body you can talk to them anytime any way you want and the clearer you speak to them the more they hear what you are saying right mom's in California I love you mom I really miss you and I'm going to call you real soon and whatever she gets that same way with animals. Oh, I'm going to tell you an animal story that you'll like, I think. This involves karma and how we create our own reality. This is great. So, it's called snake karma. I'm out here in the country. By the way, I wel- you're welcome to call if you want to Tired of me talking. Triple eight six six three. I am six six three sixty three eighty six. I'll stop whenever you call if you want. Okay. Anyway, so I live out in the country, about an hour outside of Austin. We're blessed to have fifteen acres of woods and weeds and all kinds of stuff, and um, we have a creek. And. You know, there's there's our share. We have our share. People say I don't know what people of snakes in Texas, 
But I've never really been, ever been concerned about him. Just never gave him much notice at all. Never did. Um, just because I, I, I know that, you know, I kind of communicate with, I, all, I communicate with them and anytime I've ever thought about them, I always said, well, you know, I'm not going to hurt you, just you guys do your thing and I'm not going to step on you and I, I watch where I walk and things like that. So I guess about a year ago, I don't know, somehow, and it all happened because of one, somehow the thought, uh, maybe I read something about somebody, dog getting bit by a rattlesnake and I kind of bought into that thing for a moment, probably longer than a fleeting moment and uh, got concerned about possibly maybe I should get some some um, antidote to have it on hand in case Doodle and I would ever get bit, but I've never really, the only rattlesnake really we ever saw clearly was one that was on our porch, I guess four or five years ago, and he was sleeping in the sun, just kind of hibernating, and all we did was take something and moved into a cardboard box didn't even move. He was just like in bliss, you know, meditating. And uh, and a friend of mine took him out and dumped him way out in the woods somewhere. Long way away. But you know, snakes don't, they're not out to bite you. They bite people when, you know, they get frightened or feel like you're being aggressive. Anyway, so when I kind of, and this is how we create a reality, just so you know, I'm trying to do this as a lesson or how I learned. Too. So once you give one thought like that a little bit of juice, more than it deserves, because it just, you know, it's just a, just a thought, but I did. So every month or two, it would come back, because that's what it does. And then if you have another thought like, well, I don't want to mess with it. You see how it works. It's just like a, a rubber band. It'll come back. Never thought much of it because it just wasn't a big deal. And I knew. And uh, so about a week ago, I hired a fellow to hook up my... Um, light on my rainwater collection system. What do they call those things? Kills bacteria in the water, if there is any. Uh, whatever they are. And it was kind of a complicated plumbing thing and I didn't want to do it. It was interesting that I, I could have done it, but I didn't want to. Why is that? I'll tell you. So. So I, um, so I hired this fellow, and it was great. He did it in a few hours. So I came down to the check on him. Oh, how's it going? How'd you do? He said, great, but you'll never believe what I saw here, down here. I said, no, what? A snake? Really? Where was it? And he points up to the corner, and we have some netting that's kind of holding up um, some insulation at the top 
Oh, this is underneath the house, under a, a spare bedroom we have over there. And he, he took a picture. He said, let me show you a picture, because the snake wasn't there anymore. And he said, I, it's just some kind of a brown snake, rat snake. I knew it wasn't dangerous. Uh, and I could tell, I don't know much about snakes, but it was just some some snake, you know, that you see that they eat mice and they don't eat people. <laughs> They probably don't have teeth. I don't know if they do or not. They might. But he said, he said I just kind of nudged him and he just scooted away and who knows where he is. So I didn't think about it until the next day and said, well, there you are. That was my snake karma, that spirit. You see how wonderful spirit is? It kind of worked out how that little karma I created with those thoughts every couple months about a snake kept coming to my state of consciousness that I did create a little bit of a snake karma but spirit was so loving for me that I didn't even have to experience it much and Matt had a little snake karma and he got to see it and I didn't see it because I didn't go down there that day. See how that works? You get that? Understand that? That's how it works. In my opinion but I'm going to just let that all go. Erase it. It's done. Um, um, Uh, stumbled upon your show, if you believe in stumbling. Been a daily mood lifter for me. When I need it, I love all of the topics you discuss. You talk about karma and how to break cycles and then stop and shy away from expanding on the subject. Really? Do I? I think I dig into it, but maybe I need to do more. Personally, I'd love to hear your take on it. What do you practice daily to keep yourself from repeating the same loops Oh, that would break your, hold you back? How much do you imagine is in within your control when it comes into your soul's destination? Whoa. Okay, uh, well, first off, um, I don't have a soul. So kind of think about the idea, test that you are soul, you and I are soul, we don't have a soul, right? So we're not separate from soul. We are soul. Many people say, in my soul, and all. but it's not, there's no separation. There's no you and soul. There's you, Tess, and Patrick, the ego little thing out there that thinks I'm a talk show guy, and blah, 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 and soul, but the idea is you want to they're all illusions. Soul is not an illusion. The ego is an illusion. The image that we have of Patrick or Tess, that's the made-up part. So our job is to kind of merge more with who we are as soul, and with that, we have to get better and better at more humility and compassion and patience, right? And all the things that allow us to let go of all the things that the ego likes to do, like, 
lets you think that you know what you're talking about, like I do a lot, okay? So that, that's what I'm working on all the time. So just letting go, and that it's just, because all the good stuff comes from God, so we want to get to the point where we're just like um, channeling spirit. So, um, so spirit, which is the highest consciousness there is above everything, all religions, everything, how God presents itself in physical reality, is always trying to express itself through us. And it does it through bumblebees, and they do their thing, and they and they populate things, and they do it through everything. Birds and bees and flowers and trees and boys and girls. And they want to do it as much as it can because spirit wants to expand what it's made out of, which is love. That's what it wants to do. So I don't think... The way the really only way to not create more karma as you go, as you're asking tests day by day, is to just leave all of this alone and just know it's just a dream and know it's not real. Because thinking it's real kind of creates more karma. Because when we think it's real, and we think it's whatever, then it is real, and then that creates karma. Like if we think the virus is real, well then it's in our body, and then we can karmically get something, right? So, um, so it's really to leave everybody alone, just everybody. <laughs> because anytime we think somebody is good or bad or whatever, then we're back in the karmic loop it's a, it's a real dance but that's how we uh, in my opinion my experience how we are able to live more peacefully just being in the body and just kind of going okay what am I going to do now because that, that's what will happen the more and more we we go into what we've been talking about this morning you know what's real what's made up And with God, all things are possible. Because anytime we kind of grasp onto anything that is other than the pure God, everything is God, then we're kind of in that loop. And then we can create the loop just like I did with the snake. And that's how people keep repeating the same thing over and over again, day after day, month after month, year after year, lifetime after lifetime, just depends on how long it is before we, uh, you know, we'll kind of wake up and smell the coffee, so to speak. That makes sense. So it's just about a daily, moment-to-moment idea that um, uh, we are soul. We don't have a soul. We are free. We just the only way to get around this place with little 
as little entanglements or things that happen to us is to leave everybody alone. Everybody, wife, husband, children, love them. Love them to death. Love them to life, rather. Shouldn't say that. Love them to do. Love them to life. Where'd that saying come from? Love them to death. It's very interesting. I wonder where that saying came from. See how that's love them to life, but then you have to let them go. You don't have to, but if you don't, it's just you know more stuff. Love them, let them go. Wife, husband, mom, dad, kid, dogs. It's hard. Because we, we want to protect them. We don't want them to get hurt. We don't, you know, all the thing that happens. But we find out the more and more we get along in this life, that the more we let them go, the more we trust God, the more we teach them to trust God, the more they get it from us, because they trust us, the more we're connected the more we let go, the more they let go spiritually, the safer they are. And with that, I am going to go downstairs and be silly. Oh, before that, I think Thomas Cowan's going to be starting in about five minutes. So stay right there. I think I can pull this off and stream Dr. Tom Cowan. He's going to do a thing on Stefan Lanka, who's one of the premier fellows on this whole show me the virus. It just ain't their thing. And evidently, Lanka's got some new things he's been working on. So I'm going to watch that myself. I can watch it from my downstairs computer. So I'm going to throw it up here in a minute. I have five minutes to figure it out. I'll do it. I love you all very much. I, I really appreciate your support. I do so much. People have been sending us little um, donations. It's great. It's cool. We're doing great. Thank you. And um, thanks for supporting us with the, the products. And um, Dr. Jennifer Daniels, a unmovable flat earth person, fellow, Dave Murphy next week, Melissa Sell, I'll be on to do a show next week too, on I think Wednesday, so that's four, and we got a bunch of other invites, we may have four, five, six, who knows, I just go with the flow, if we have four shows, fine, three, fine, four, five, I don't know, I'm just here, I'm at your service. I love you. Thank you. Say, have a nice weekend. We have falls coming in here, boy. Dude and I have been playing a lot of ball, so go out and have some fun. And um, see you on Monday with Dr. Jennifer Daniels. We'll be streaming some really cool, strange things all weekend. So come by uh, Run Radio, One Radio Network anytime. Look on the front page and um, see what we have streaming. Could be anybody. You know, a lot of old uh, archive shows, this show, whatever. We'll just, we, we stream them, rotate them, repeat uh, some Cowan shows. Uh, Charlie did a great show on the um, um, 
religious exemption. We'll be streaming that this week, uh, this weekend. So I'll see you with Dr. Jennifer Daniels at 10 o'clock Central on Monday. Take care. I love you, and uh, may the blessings be. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.